0: This week on the podcast, a demon has come inside us. As we play Muramasa, the demon play on the podcast.
1: Welcome, Chris. Waka waka, Mike. Well, that set the tone. That was good. You subscribe to the podcast. I was feeling a little down before we started recording, and that perked me right up.
0: You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow us on the social media, at It's So Bad Pod is the Twitter. Email us itsobadpod so at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. But this week we are adding a new game to our endless list. Last week we added a movie to our movie list. But yes, we are going back to our game our endless list of video games, which is our list of the best games, the worst games, everything in between. It currently goes from number one Super Mario or not Super Mario, is it Super Mario sixty four still? It is, right?
1: Uh, I don't have it pulled up. Yeah. We Yes, we dethroned yeah. Trespasser, but we did not dethrone uh, <laughs> yes. Super Mario 64.
0: Super Mario 64 is number one. Number 111 is Home Alone. For our 112th game, we are playing Muramasa the Demon Blade, which is a Wii game that you chose. Tell us,
1: why did you choose this game, Chris? Well, we were talking about doing more Wii games, and uh, I went on a little... Uh, Wii exploration uh, during this pandemic, and I just kept watching YouTube videos about what were considered hidden gems and whatnot, and, uh, you know, some of those YouTubers I will never trust again as that led us to doing Mad World as well, but uh, this was a... Uh,
0: Metal Jesus, speaking about YouTubers, I saw Metal Jesus was playing Mad World and uploaded some footage, and I was like, why do, do, why do people keep trying to make this game a thing? It's not good. Yeah, it's was, not good. There was actually but anyways, some like,
1: newer video. I don't remember what it was. I watched the other day and it was like, oh, remember Mad World? That was great. And I was like, don't listen to this pod. But, uh, you know, Muramasa the Demon Blade was one that uh, also frequently came up, had a cool looking art style. It, you know, it's an action RPG with. Um, hack and slash elements to it i mean it's very ha- actually it was more say so it's a hack and slash with action rpg elements to it it's probably the better way to put it right but, um uh you know it's one of those things are just a uh cool art style and you know cheap enough i went uh to a couple of retro stores one day and kind of picked up a lot of these hidden gem games and i think i think i was able to get this one for like 10 bucks or something like that at a, a store around us and um yeah, I mean you know we want to do more Wii games, so I did pretty much recommended the limited uh, amount of Wii games I played over the last handful of months.
0: Yeah, I will say this is I think this is a hidden gem. Yeah, uh, I've heard of this game previously on like the Reddit and on the YouTube. <laughs> I saw a bunch of people playing these games. This is a it's a VanillaWare game, um, published by Marvelous Enter- Entertainment. Uh, VanillaWare, who people may not know, is the uh, company that made um, Odin Sphere, um, also Grim Grimoire, um, which was another game that they put out. Um, and they most recently put out 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. Oh,
1: yeah, that looks like a... Um, I have not played that yet, but that looks like a game I would definitely like to play sometime in the near near future.
0: Same. I actually well, I don't want to know anything about that game, because I hear the story is tremendous. Um, and I don't even want to know what the I don't even know what the action looks like in that game, um, but it, it has a very similar art style mm. to uh, Muramasa. Um, Muramasa has like all hand drawn art, um, and it looks tremendous. Yeah. It looks very, it looks like a very very good game for a for a Wii game. Um, so this game was directed by George Kamitani. Uh, lead designer was Yoshi Fumi uh, Hashimoto. Came out in two thousand nine. Same year as, for perspective, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Left 4 Dead 2 came out, Resident Evil 5, that that game, <laughs> that was a Resident Evil game. Uh, <coughs> Uncharted 2, Assassin's Creed 2 was out then. But on the Wii, you had uh, New Super Mario Brothers for the Wii, you had Wii Sports Resort. It was kind of the... So I was like really into the Wii when it first came out. Uh, but by 2009, I was like, eh, this... Just not doing it for me. Yeah,
1: same. But now I find myself in twenty 2020, twenty into twenty twenty one going like, oh my god, like, the Wii was like awesome. <laughs> it's like it's so many like random games I've started playing for the Wii. This included that I was like, huh, there was some uh truly hidden gems because they were buried under like layers of shovelware shit. But uh, you know,
0: you really had to dig to find yeah, the good stuff on that system. Yeah, did aside, tr- aside from like the the virtual console was like tremendous, yeah. but. Um yeah the the actual Wii games were a few and far between when they were there, but yeah, so George Kamitami who founded Vanillaware and was the uh director of this game, he had worked on a few different games. he had been in the industry for a while before founding Vanillaware he did the art for um Saturday night Slam Masters oh
1: did he <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, so he worked for Capcom for a while and he did Dungeons and Dragons, the Tower of Doom he did the art for that as well, which is a beat'em up game um. But yeah, he'd go on to work for Atlas, where he first took on a directorial gig as uh, lead director for The Princess Crown, which I've never heard of. I think it only came out, it might have only came out in Japan. I'm yeah, not of that. 100% sure. But um, Muramasa is known as The Princess Crown 3, internally at Vanillaware. Oh. Uh, I guess they were trying to make a second one before Kamitani left um atlas um so they were it was in development but it got cancelled and then they went and they did odin sphere they did um the other games that Vanelware made and then they made muramasa and since they didn't have the ip for princess crown they developed this new ip around um muramasa which is set in the Edo period for japan um back when samurai walked the earth (laughs) if you will
1: up up Uh, until uh tom cruise became the last one so it's it's uh this is a uh, BT time before Tom
0: time before, before Tom. Yeah. Yes. Before, before Tom, Tom was the last samurai. I don't even know. He's not even the last samurai in that movie. I liked that movie by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's just some like Western guy. There are, there's like uh the guy, the actor who was in Godzilla. Akira Watanabe. Um, yeah. He was the last samurai in that movie. Yes.
1: Yes. but we don't don't have to really break down the last samurai joke all that much, but but yes. God
0: damn it, I like that movie. Um, But yeah, so this game started development when Odin Sphere was finishing its development. Have you heard of Odin Sphere before? Uh, Yeah,
1: and I've never played it, but um, you know, that was, I thought that was actually a really popular game, but I I guess it's, um, well, not unpopular, but like, I guess that's also kind of considered, like, a hidden gem. Because, like, that was a game I always kind of heard about. And, like, remember when I saw, like, pictures of, uh, or a video of uh, Muramasa, I was like, oh, like, the art style is, you know, in the same vein as Odin Spear. I think, I think the, not, I mean, that's a little bit of an unfair comparison because the art style in this game is just so incredible in how it looks. But Odin Sphere, like, you no know, 2D side-scrolling, like, kind of, hand-drawn graphics but definitely not to like the the level of um artistic creativity i guess uh, that muramasa has at least my opinion anyway but never played it but heard yeah, of it yeah i
0: think odin's i think odin's fear is a more popular game that game has been re-released on like p it was started out, i think it was originally on ps2 came out at ps3 mm-hmm. and ps4 as well um that game was drawing from shakespeare and uh norse mythology i guess and so when they made Muramasa, they wanted to do something that was Japanese influenced as opposed to uh, Western influence. A little of those um,
1: those influences when you call it Odin's sphere, huh? Shakespeare, Odin.
0: I where what's the
1: Shakespeare? Then Odin.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Um, yeah totally didn't put that together but yes that's why you're here chris um (laughs) fill those
1: gaps but yeah
0: (laughs) when they were making this game they um had to get funding from marvelous entertainment um kamitani has said that if they didn't get funding for this game then they would have shuttered the company and it wouldn't have proceeded because they were i guess they were also working on a game for the ds Mm -hmm. at the time called kumatanshi Yeah, so one of the things that, um, why they chose the Wii, and I don't know what this says about the Wii as Vanillaware, why they chose the Wii as the platform for this game. It had had
1: similar processing power to uh, the PS2. (laughs) Yeah, and they
0: didn't want to learn a new architecture, so they were like, no, we're just going to develop for the Wii because that's what we know, which is really funny to me. Um, But yeah, so one of the things that I thought was funny when I was playing this game... I was like, wow, this a lot of the aesthetic in this game reminds me of Genpei Tomba Den. Do you know that game? No. So, it's uh it came out on the Famicom, but it also came out on the TurboGrafx 16 or the Yeah, I think it's on the TurboGrafx 16. But also the PC Engine. Um like it has the candle for the HP bar, for example, it has candles. And mm-hmm. it has yeah. a very similar aesthetic where you're traveling through Japan as a mm. uh Kabuki warrior um, in that game, um, but yeah, it's it's very similar. Also, it was supposed to evoke a uh, Legend of Kagei, which is an NES game uh, that was. I guess, yeah.
1: Uh, well, that that's a game I like. I like a lot, or I shouldn't say like a lot, like enough. But yeah. <laughs> I can see that you know you you do very high <laughs> jumping in this game. Very much like Legend, right. Legend of Kage. <laughs> so. Yeah, that
0: game. That game gets a bad rap. That game was an earlier game, so it's very simple. But it was for its time period when it came out. I think it was pretty, yeah. probably pretty, pretty good. It's um, fun. But yeah, yes, it was. It was uh, designed to evoke Legend of Kage and Gempai Tomoden. Mm-hmm. Um, artwork is also uh, similar to the artwork that's above my TV. <laughs> Uh, which is in the Edo period art, art pieces. Um, it's very... The art is just tremendous in this game. I love it. Um, but yeah. So talk to me about the gameplay. What's the gameplay like in this game?
1: Yeah, so like uh, like I said earlier, it's, um, you know, when I erroneously said, oh, it's an action RPG with hack and slash elements, I think it's more fair to say it's hack and slash with action RPG elements. You, I mean, the controls are pretty basic, right? Like you have two characters that while they have different stories, they they play essentially the same. And the general idea is that, you know, you can jump very high, like Legend of Kage, and uh, you slash your way through uh, waves of enemies, and um, you can parry and roll and stuff like that. But what gives it, like, the RPG elements is that, you know, this game is all about gaining levels, gaining souls, essentially, that kind of act as like you're... Currency to like upgrade and unlock like new swords and like you kind of have lighter swords heavier swords um, Etc. And They all kind of have You know special attacks and stuff like that that you can use that like are very they look, I, I think they look really cool when you use them and um, The gimmick around the swords is that like as you use them up like you're carrying three swords actively at any time and, uh, you know, the blades start to get dull and then eventually they break, they don't break permanently, they, they regenerate, but like you get to kind of switch between these different swords and the fly that, um, you know, they'll have some, uh, better advantage, like you'll have some better advantages against certain enemies with certain sword types. And, um, you know, some, maybe you've just leveled up more than out. It, it, it creates like a cool, like kind of balancing act. Uh, and, rhythm and timing that you kind of get into with the the combat, which I think is very fun. Where it's like, as, like, these swords break, you got to, like, know when to kind of put them away so they can restore. And, you know, I mean, I guess guess that was kind of a long-winded explanation, but that's kind of it. Like, but that's, I mean, that's essentially the game (laughs) right there, really.
0: Yeah, and you can, there's, like, it's really fast-paced, so you can do the double jump and you can fight guys up in the air and you can kind of yeah. uh, juggle them and and also um, <clears throat> there's uh you can propel projectiles and that's what really dulls your played when you're blocking or you're repelling projectiles yeah. from enemies uh, you can bounce them back to them so that it's it just gets really it's really fun i would say that um, the the combat's pretty fun the when you're walking along each of the sections. So it's set up like there are it's side to 2D side scrolling. So there's like a screen and you have to move to the next screen and move to the next screen and move to the next screen. Not unlike like a River City Ransom or something like that. Sure, um yeah. where you're working through your way through Japan, but when you're working from one objective to the next, it can be kind of repetitive um because you're just fighting, you know, the same what like five to six enemies right. the entire game. Yeah, that's
1: a that's a that's a that's a knock against this. There's not a lot of variety in the enemies for, for how much fighting you do. It's a lot of like the same sort of ninjas over and over again, or maybe you get some, um, you know, like spirit, uh, like yokai type things that kind of float in and like they'll shoot like flames at you. You got to hit back. You know, it's uh, they all kind of fall into like a couple different categories of enemy character, and uh, they may aesthetically look a smidge different here and there, but. Um, yeah, it's all the same over and over again, which is what it is. I mean, you know, but um I mean, yeah. it gets a lot harder as you go. So, like right. Like you'll get swarmed at, like at later points in the game, but yeah, it's still you you kind of get tired of seeing the same enemies kind of over and over again.
0: That said, the boss designs are really cool. There are some really cool bosses in yeah. this game from like um a lot of them actually remind me of um ghosts and goblins oddly enough oddly enough they're like very like japanese demons for Mm. the most part i mean that's what they are um but yeah and then there's the jacked strangely attractive woman god at one point (laughs) who's Um, my everything yeah
1: (laughs) I i would say the boss fights are cool are cool too and a nice like change up too because like you know they don't the boss fights don't function like the the run-of-the-mill enemies that you fight for the most part like you know there's like some really good like a pattern repetition you gotta kind of get a sense of and like bot like the bosses are huge like for the most part like they almost take up like the entire screen or in some cases multiple screens yeah and they're very cool there's always like kind of like a unique gimmick to to beating them so they're that's, very nicely
0: uh, hand drawn fun. too as well so they're they're like when I first saw my first one I was like, whoa, this is actually really cool looking uh just from a visual yeah. perspective
1: um but also actually one of my more favorite boss fights in the game and I think it's I don't know if it's with we haven't really gotten into the story but um I think it's with um, um uh betrothed who's Oh, yeah. Kind of a dick. You fight fight him, like, on the beach a couple times, or you fight him on the beach at, like, one point. I think you fight him again later, but, like, he's almost kind of, like, from a functionality standpoint, he's, like, almost like like a mirror image of, like, how you, the player character, controls. And I actually thought, like, those fights were were really, really fun when you're fighting a very difficult uh, samurai-type character.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he, that was, what was his name? Uh, Yukinojo is his name. He's kind of a yeah, dick. Yeah, I kind of
1: forgot. I kind of forgot everybody's names. I, <laughs> I just looked it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My jacked,
0: my jacked uh, hottie is uh, Raijin. She was gotcha. uh, she was attractive, um, but anyways. Um.
1: <laughs> so we kind of touched on the gameplay there, but would you like to pay off your uh, your joke from the uh, the opening of this podcast as to what the story is?
0: Yeah. So the story is uh, so. There's two different paths. There's Monohime and there's Kisuke. Um, and they are Monohime is a princess of the Naru Narukami clan uh, from the locality of Mino. She com- becomes possessed by the uh, uh, yokai uh Jinkuro Izuna, who was a Ronin who uh, just trying to pr- pr- possess the body of Monohime's uh, like uh, future husband, uh, Yukonojo, who is a high status samurai because he wants to uh, get. Muramasa, which is the demon blade, to become resurrected again. Um, And Muramasa is not only a blade of resurrection, but also a blade that when it's drawn, it demands blood. And it also causes the person who wields it to go insane. (laughs) Which doesn't happen in this game. I don't know if it happens in Kisuke's path, because. I didn't play that path. I played Monohime's,
1: but... I actually didn't uh, that, but could you argue that Jinkuru is arguably insane? Right? But did could he play, have like, Muramasa? Blade... It, I'm trying to remember. It's been a few months. I'm trying to remember if he had it and then lost it in the story. Isn't the, isn't the story about him getting it back? Because after he Yeah, gets, he's trying uh, to get it back. But it, but didn't he lose it after he ended up in Monohime's uh, body?
0: Oh, maybe... Like,
1: right because is not the whole thing like you gotta like you know he kind of goes on like kind of like some mandalorian style uh fetch quest here it almost feels like where they're like hey yeah you want that demon blade well you gotta go to like this area and i think this guy had it and then like you get there like no 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 like so i think he had it and then lost it yeah i think uh
0: so he uh I think uh, he wanted to. So he wanted to take over Yukinojo's body. He ends up in Monohime's body, and like it's like a Freaky Friday situation. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Mono doesn't go into anybody. She's just like a soul that this guy named Renkai he like captures when uh, when uh, Jinkuru goes into Monohime's body. But the thing is that Jinkuru can't like kill monohime or get her killed or else his soul will, will be destroyed as well so they need to work together the body and the soul yeah um yeah yeah it's it's, it's convoluted as fuck it's very convoluted but
1: yeah Isn't the whole the, point is that the he mer, wants... the, the demon blade is what we would call a mcguffin in that uh, right. in that first half right. because the, the real story is uh what they learned about each other along the way <laughs> yes because
0: <laughs> that is exactly right Um, But yeah, I mean, on the on the trip, you're going it's it reminds me there's a ton of like NES games um, and I never played these because they never came out here. But there's like um, I'm trying to think of what what they are. I always see them on Game Center CX, but there's a ton of uh, Japanese games where they like travel from one end of Japan to another. Um, There's like Famicom games that did that like all the fucking time. There's a River City Ransom uh, second game. That's like a stage play of Japan. They do the same shit but yeah it's always like and Genpei Toma Den does it like a whole bunch of games do it that only came out in Japan but yeah it's, it was interesting to finally play a game that does that um, they love their treks across their country this is what this is, Japanese uh, folk like
1: if you are looking for a 2D action RPG hack and slash yokai ronin samurai road trip movie <laughs> video game uh, here it is <laughs> Yeah. Harry planes, trains, and automobiles, if you will. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's again, it's what what they learn about each other along the way, which we're kind of making fun of it. And it is like, kind of predictable uh, that it's going to kind of go that route as the game goes. But uh, you know what? I found it like comfortable, like a warm blanket. It was. Uh, I found I found it quite endearing as I, yeah. as I played through the one story path that I played through.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I liked and then it. YouTube, uh... And then YouTube
1: the rest of the endings.
0: Yeah, I didn't think it was I didn't think it was a bad game. Um I did think that it it, it kind of it wore out its wear after a little while cuz it got samey after a while. I also like yeah. the the way they tell the story for me is was like a little cuz there's just like there'll be there'll be like a fight and you enter into an area and then there's just NPCs and you have to go up to the NPC and like press up to talk to the, talk to them and they like deliver their narrative. And I was like this is kind of boring. Yeah yeah
1: so yeah cutscenes would have been would have been cool but
0: and and also they don't really introduce what's happening that well like if you didn't look up what this game is about um, unless you're like a couple hours into it you probably wouldn't really know what's happening
1: well we we both admittedly uh have said um that we did not play the uh the secondary the i keep calling the secondary path but i think they both kind of considered the main path but uh so maybe that is fleshed out a lot more because ultimately I think you kind of have to play through this game at least like maybe like three times. Well, there's like you have to essentially beat the game with each character twice, but I don't think you have to play through the game entirely four times. I think like some at some point you get to just kind of skip to the end to get the true ending. But um, yeah, I know. I think you. Maybe I think that you... all is ultimately fleshed out. I
0: think it's like a new game plus situation where you keep if you start a new path, you keep all of your uh, items, you keep all of your upgrades, and then you can just go right to the ending. Um, Yeah, generally how it is
1: unclear to me. I just did not really very fun, but as you said, kind of samey. I did not. uh, I am not very good at uh, wanting to play like a game like this like multiple times through. Even even if I'm gonna fly through like in a new game plus setting, I just don't typically right. do that.
0: That's yeah, there's funny. three That's endings. For some people
1: there's
0: there's three endings for the monohime path. There's only one for Kasuke's path. So take that for what it will. But um, yeah, the first ending we I don't want to talk about because I don't want to spoil it for people who want to play it. But it is funny what happens in the end um, on if you just play through it once with monohime. She's like, yeah, peace. I'm just gonna chill. Pray. It's cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh yeah. You know, or you can do what I do and uh did and uh beat the game once and then YouTube the rest of the endings. So that's uh um, There you go. So, so it's always that Good. so is that way to go.
0: Um, Yeah, so this game uh, would be ported to the Vita. There'd be a Muramasa Rebirth, which you mentioned earlier. There's like an additional like four stories that they added on that are set in the Muramasa universe. Um, But yeah, that's that's like the HD version of this game. I will say it was kind of disappointing playing this on the Wii and having it be like dark and not HD, but I dealt with it.
1: Didn't uh, did want to do it on um, the Wii U. What's that? So you didn't want to play it on the Wii U?
0: No, it's on the on the Wii U. It's still not HD. It's just that the they just have an emulator for the Wii. Oh, I thought they, <laughs> they like, don't upscale like upscale
1: bit, the Wii U. Oh.
0: No, no, they oh, don't do that.
1: Well that's, well, that's stupid. No wonder that system sucks. Um. <laughs> this. This yeah, game I, to yeah get... well, I played it on my, I played it on a CRT initially on, on a Wii, and uh, that looked great.
0: That's cool. I yeah. find it was, for some reason, so, most like, when playing Mad World and also this game, it was like dark. The picture was dark. I don't know if it's just like settings I have to like figure out, but nevertheless. Mm. Um, this game got an 81 on Metacritic. Reviews range from 77 to 8. Uh, on most of the uh, major bu- publications, uh, this it sold pretty well. It sold better than um, VanillaWare expected, so it did pretty well. Um, but overall, things uh, you know, I really like the bosses. I really like the art. I liked the like the drawings of food in this game were like spectacular. <laughs> I heard that 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 yeah. that, that carries over carries over into Thirteen Sentinels too. I've heard people talk about the food art in that game as well
1: that's it. yeah we didn't really touch on it like you can pass through a couple of villages and then like you can go into like a like a little like a little shop and get like a meal and stuff like that and like you uh yeah you get a lot you get a lot of yeah you're right you get a lot of detailed images of the food you are you are eating in those uh those little shops and inns
0: yeah there's like a little old lady who's like you gotta come inside and eat some food and then she's <laughs> trying to hustle you to so you can buy some some ramen off of her but, yeah, there's uh, – there, actually, it's, it's soba. It's not ramen because they didn't have ramen back then. Um, but, yeah, the voice acting I thought was pretty good. Music's also very good in this game. Uh, so, like, everything around the aesthetic is pretty good. I just find – and the combat was, was pretty good. It's just repetitive. They don't change it up very often.
1: Yeah, you know, this game almost gets hurt. By, now, each, like, story path isn't that long. It's, like, I think, like, you can beat a story path and like, I don't know six seven hours maybe a little little bit more and it's like uh but it almost feels like a little too long it's like i feel like this game is actually hurt by uh be each story path being that long you know it's almost like i kind of felt like after like three and a half hours i was like okay like i'm kind of ready to kind of get to where we're going with this and if i if i am going to do a second story path i'd rather it be like short but uh that was me. I was just. I, I think at some point the sameness kind of dragged. But yeah, especially there was like some some parts in the story where I was like, okay, like you're just being told you got to go to like from point A to point B. Then once you get to point B, like everything you were promised at point B is really at point C. Yeah, it, they it felt that like tons kind of more like padding. Pad. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was padding. And, uh, well,
0: uh, the the whole like journey from point A to point B a lot of the times was would get even though the hand drawn backgrounds were very nice it's like just the same shit over and over again where you're just kind of like going from one screen to another for, for a long time in between like big story beats. So, um, yeah. Uh, so where does this go on our endless list of the video games, which again goes from number one, Super Mario 64, all the way down to number 111 home alone. This is our 112th game. The last game that we put on this list was uh, Mutant League Football at number ninety-two. I think this game goes above that. Um, how That's far a good above? Starting point. Yeah, but I mean, I, <laughs> honestly, like I was looking at the list and I'm like, there's no way this game goes above like Kung Fu, for example. But I could see it being anywhere below that. Honestly.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. This is a uh... You know, like I said, it's an odd one because, like, I think it's a relatively cheap game. It's a very fun, uh, hack and slash game that, without a doubt, for at least for if you just play one story path, you're going to have a good time doing it. And it looks uh, looks incredible. So it's kind of like, where does that kind of fall here in this yeah. range? So you know, Kung Fu is sixty two. You know, I'm um, thinking about. I it. agree.
0: I also probably wouldn't put this game above Robotron 2084 because that game was really good.
1: We're, oh, yeah. So that was... 66. Just a little further down at 66. Yeah. Um, so, like, F, the original F-Zero is 74.
0: Which I can, like... Uh, I don't really... that That game's not great to me. Like, I think it gets... I think, like, GX is a better game. I think... F0X is better. Um, but, and it's kinda, very. What's
1: that? Kind of looking around. I'm just kind of like looking around this range now. Trying to. Yeah. I don't know. They're all kind of like. They're all kind of samey in rank. A lot of these games to be in this in this kind of area, right? Like, you know, it's. Yes, it is better than. Uh, where did we start with? We started with Mutant League Football, which is 92. Uh. You know, it's...
0: It's a better game. Like, this game looks... Uh, has a lot of similarities with Asura's Wrath in terms of the aesthetic style. Um, like, Japanese mythology is taking a lot from there. But this game is, like, so much better to play in terms of gameplay. I would say Asura's Wrath is, like, all story and no gameplay. Um, and the story there is probably a little bit better. But I like this game a lot better than Asura's Wrath, for example
1: yeah um there's a lot of games here that I'm just not super familiar with so um oh let's let's bring back the old tapper wall for you does it go above does it breach the tapper wall at seventy seven
0: yeah, I mean, I don't think it's really a great comparison, but I do think that this game could go above or below it. Um, I think but, it's, but above, tapper it's was, above just, the was just the
1: measuring stick just for so long, so I'm just, just bringing that yeah. back that's all.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely goes uh, above Eternal Darkness, so I could say that. Like, I don't know. Like, I think this game's on par with, like, a Zombies Ate My Neighbors, for example.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm falling, to, Like, a Zombies Ate My Neighbor, F-Zero range. Then when I like, look ahead, it's like, oh, Super Off-Road, well, granted, a much more straightforward, basic game. I think Super Off-Road is probably... Um, the better better game and like better experience on all fronts even though they're not similar but um, I think you're going yeah, to be going true. back to Super Off-Road uh, more than you're going to be going back to Muramasa in your life yeah I would probably so. <laughs> I'd probably
0: rather play Theme Hospital for example than Mur- and Muramasa again um, yeah. but yeah I mean I could go yeah. I think I could go anywhere realistically between Zombies Ate My Neighbors and Theme Hospital it's just a matter of where we want to put it where do you I think, think I would, would you say, like to put
1: it? I think I'd put it right below Zombies Ate My Neighbors. I think below. Oh. Yeah, right below. Interesting. Right below. I, I yeah.
0: Can I make an argument that the uh, the story is better and I I think that <laughs> overall Yes, the yes,
1: the story is better than Zombies Ate My Neighbors, yes. which is literally the story. So
0: I would also I, i think that this game just the art you style. What, I,
1: you know what you you know what? that swayed me and i'll even <laughs> give it another bump for the art style and so um i would put it above zero oh, i've never we played phantasmagoria so. we
0: didn't even mention big titty fox either this game has the big titty fox
1: <laughs> yep so um <laughs> all you brony fans out there will um
0: Con, i'm con-ki? sorry
1: furry furry fans furry fans but kongiki bronies
0: is that what it is, her name is kongiki it's like a I, kitsune I,
1: don't, I i don't remember i was like what are you doing <laughs> so, <laughs> this game is very I think, uh, I,
0: we didn't even mention too that this game is extremely horny a lot of the time um yeah there's some not, spa
1: scenes hot spring yeah, scenes i should yeah. say oh
0: yeah. yeah i forgot about that but like not even like The story isn't horny at all. It's like, it's weird because the story is completely detached from how horny the art style is
1: in this game. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, yeah, uh, that's actually, that's an interesting way to put it because that's 100% accurate. It's, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, yeah, art style over the top, but uh, they never really draw attention to it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So let's put this game as 75. Is that, is that good? Pushing Zombies yeah. Ate My Neighbors down? All right. That's good. Cool. Yeah. So we have a new number 75 on our endless list of video games. Pushing Zombies Ate My Neighbors down to 76. It is Muramasa, the Demon Blade for the Nintendo Wii. And also the uh, PS Vita. And uh, we have another game coming next week. We don't know what yep. it is yet. I'm not going to tease it because it could be two different things. Um, so
1: no, I'm, I am. I am vowing to do Metal Gear Solid 2. I will. Uh, Fuck yes. I will. Uh, I'm. I'm going to start it. Restart it uh, in the next like night or two, and then, um, you know, we'll just. I'll. I'll. If I don't beat it, I'll. I'll get very far. Uh, it's a long weekend, so I think at least one of those days, I could probably just it out for several hours so. it's
0: not it's not that long it's like eight hours so yeah
1: yeah yeah yes
0: yeah, so next week a game will not fall off of our radar as sometimes happens we just <laughs> kind of kind of games just drift off into the ether after i play them and the other person who said they're going to play them doesn't play them that's happened a couple times
1: well there'll, there'll be a few of us on this one so
0: so we are going to play next week metal year solid 2 the sons of liberty for the podcast, but I want to thank you, Chris, for this week coming on, and thank you so much for um, introducing me to Muramasa. I enjoyed it; it was a
1: good well, game. You know, I'm happy to broaden your horizons, expand your palette. But we, you know, I don't think we have any other. We don't have any Wii games in the queue per se, but um, I'm I I've I been pushing behind the scenes. For one that you'll probably have to borrow from me for how expensive it is and the fact that it takes 20 hours. But I'm looking forward to doing that later this year. Well,
0: Pandora's we'll get there.
1: Pandora's <laughs> Hour, that's, that's what I was getting at. So.
0: <laughs> we'll eventually get there. But thank you, Chris, for coming on.
1: Yeah, anytime.
0: And we'll be back next week.